Welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes! Yes, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, fuck, Namjoon is making us all cry with his perfection. Or, damn, Tay's really digging that emerald earring. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're in the right place. By the way, welcome to our 40th episode 40th episode that's insane we've been doing this for nine months now it's fucking crazy yeah it's crazy like this podcast is literally our baby it really is our child (laughs) we've nurtured it it's grown so much yeah (laughs) yeah but really i can't believe that we've actually sat down and recorded 40 times that's just really bizarre to me yeah but What's funny is when I was kind of reflecting on this, I thought about when I was at one of my field works like a couple months ago, I remember on my last day, I told my supervisor that I have this podcast because I didn't want to tell her because it's like really inappropriate. Like it's a really raunchy podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I was like, whatever. She's like really chill. And she like thought it was awesome. But when I told her about it, she's like, wait, it's about a band. I'm like, yeah. She's like, how can you possibly make that many episodes on a band? Oh, my God. The amount of times that people have said this to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, the episodes are limitless. Yeah. Honestly. Mm -hmm. We could, I mean, people ask that all the time, and it's like, it's not hard. There's so much to talk about. I mean, their fashion, ships, <laughs> run episodes. I mean, we have three series going right now. That that alone would make like hundreds of episodes. <laughs> and we for, we also haven't even ever talked about Bond Voyage or Burn the Stage. We never talked about Burn the Stage. That I'm kind of like, we're too far along now that I feel like it would be odd to talk about Burn the Stage at this point. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyways... thank you to everyone who listens who supports us and who talks with us on twitter instagram facebook gmail we love you all yes thank you everybody you keep us going every week and we feel we feel so lucky to have so many like in real life friends and connections through making this podcast now and like because of bts so Mm -hmm. it's just incredible yes we purple all of you Yeah, we purple you. Speaking of amazing listeners, there was a listener who recently emailed us, and I just have to read it because it really, it hit me. It struck me. It's just Mm. too endearing. So she said, Dear Bethany and Kayla, which she said her name's opposite ways, which I thought was interesting. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for your podcast. Because of standing BTS, my grandmother is now listening and enjoying BTS. In the past, when I would talk about them to her, she would have no idea what I was talking about. But after having her listen to the podcast, she now has some understanding of BTS and ARMY. Thank you for helping bring me and my grandmother closer than we already are and keep the podcast coming. Thanks, Nicole. Her her grandmother now likes BTS because of us? Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) 
That's that oh. really just was bizarre to me, but that's amazing. Like that is so so sweet. Like uh. that just like makes my heart so happy that she can have like this other thing with her grandma now and like that's so sweet. So this this intro is just going to be me talking, I guess. So Yeah, cuz you have something else to say, but it's really really cool. Yeah. So I was at Starbucks the other day and which I have never been to this Starbucks. I just went through the drive-thru. Like, I was by it, so I just I just went in Starbucks. So I hit up the Starbucks, and I go through the drive-thru, and I guess, my, like, my arm was kind of hanging outside my window of the mm-hmm. car, I guess. Like, I was kind of leaning out. And the girl who was, like, giving me my coffee and taking my payment, there was another girl behind her who was kind of just walking by. And then all of a sudden, she stops, and she, like throws herself out the window and she's like, do you like BTS? Oh my I was like, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love BTS. She's like, I saw your tattoo. How beautiful. I love it. She's like, I uh, just got back from Chicago. Oh my God. She went God. to their concert in Chicago. And I was like, I saw them in Fort Worth. And she's like, oh my God, you must've been so close because it was such a small venue. And I just, I mean, I was in the drive-thru, so I only had a certain amount of time. Yeah. But let me tell you. I got so flustered and so thrown off that I actually ordered two cups of coffee because I got one for my mom. Uh-huh. And I took one coffee. I was so, like, just thrown off by this and just amazed that I was about to, like, drive off. Like, I drove off, and then the girl at the window who probably has no idea who BTS is, she's like, wait, <laughs> I had to put my car in reverse. <laughs> And go back to the window. Like, this is classic me. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm so awkward like this. But (laughs) it was too funny. And I kind of want to go back and tell her that I have a podcast. But I was in, you know, the drive-thru. Oh, my God. But that's so (laughs) amazing. Like, oh, that's my dream to, like, meet an army out in the wild. Yeah, who sees your tattoo. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Like, how fucking cool. And, oh, my God. Like, you have to go back to that Starbucks. You have to, like... Talk to this person again. I really should go back to that. <laughs> Tell me about Chicago. I'll go inside this time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the same time of day. She, yeah. She said she was really high up, but she said that it was still amazing. I'm like, well, duh. Oh it's BTS. Like, no matter where you're sitting, it's perfect. Yeah. So, um, other other news is that um, n- I think next week we are going to have a new um, song at the beginning of this podcast. And we're super, super excited. We like really have put a lot of thought into it. And like, it's going to be different from what you guys are used to. But yeah, I think our it's going to represent... be a lot different. Yeah, but I think it's going to represent us better. And like how like, I, you know, like our podcast yeah. better. It's going to be really awesome. So we're excited for that. So you guys should be Mm -hmm. excited for it. So we're going to actually use our money from Patreon to pay this guy. His name's Dylan, who is very well-versed in remixing and making songs like that. Um, So he's going to do it for us. So hopefully it turns out really good. I I have good faith. Okay. Here's an overview of the episode. Yeah. For today's episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to recap the Love Yourself Tour in North America, and, of course, because we totally have to, talk about how incredible their last concert was in North America, which was at City Field. Yep. We're going to pick out a few, like, specific moments, things to talk about at City Field that we felt just from outside observers finding, looking at whatever sources we could, um, that we, like, that stood out to us. So... 
just to talk about where they went on their North American tour, um, they went to L.A. at the Staples Center. They went to Oakland after that at the Oracle Arena. They went to Fort Worth, where we were, at the Convention Mm -hmm. Center. They went to Hamilton, Ontario, um, at the First Ontario Center. They went to Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center. Chicago, Illinois, at the United Center. And lastly, this past weekend, New York City at City Field. And all of this happened between September 5th and October 6th. So they did seven cities. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 14 shows, 40 hours of performing, performing for over 355,000 fans in 32 days. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Don't you just wonder how they are functioning? Like, they have to be exhausted. Dude. That's in, that's insane. Seven cities in 32 days is already mm. really exhausting. But to also do 14 shows on top of it, like, you're not just chilling, relaxing, vacationing. You're working. 14 shows, 40 hours of performances. That's incredible. I mean, really, I don't know how yeah. that's humanly possible. And the 40 hours of performances don't account for, like, how much time they spend, like, sound check, warming up, makeup time, hair time, like, downtime, like, you know, it's... I mean, they really work 24-7. Yeah. It's really... It makes me feel, like, so sad sometimes. Like, I don't want to be sad, but they just work so hard. Mm Mm-hmm. They also were interviewed by Jimmy Fallon and on Good Morning America, and they performed on both of those shows, as well Mm -hmm. as America's Got Talent. So, like, all of those things are big fucking deals. Like, at the time, American media was making such a big deal about this. It was all I was seeing. Like, my family was texting me about it, and they're not even, like, into BTS. So, And I'm sure all of you listeners can relate to this too i'm sure a lot of your guys's families and friends were like hey is this that korean pop group that you like like they're gonna be performing here did you hear this because that was happening to me a lot mm-hmm. Corey's family was talking about it my family was talking about it yeah my coworkers were deal. asking me about it it is a big deal mm-hmm. um yeah. like especially getting on like a late night talk show and then like a morning show that is such a, like good morning america is such an institution so really like that really. was a big deal my friend Amber was like, damn, they're on Good Morning America. That's a big deal. Yeah, I watched that mm-hmm. shit when I was in, like, elementary school before going to school in the morning. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, people grow up watching that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all of that, they also spoke at the UN, which, my gosh, was so incredible. Mm-hmm. And then they also had a conversation at the Grammy Museum, which I think is some sort of foreshadowing in my opinion i'm really hoping and praying that they get a grammy or at least nominated for a grammy if they even are nominated for a grammy that's insane insane they have to be but well deserved well deserved for sure Mm -hmm. so with that let's talk about city field yeah so i think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it, that this, <laughs> <laughs> this performance or, and this like whole concert, the fact that it took place is iconic, it's legendary, and it is glass ceiling shattering. 
because absolutely. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're they are the first K-pop group to perform in a stadium in the U.S. That's not new info, but the like it happened. It's a huge deal, and mm-hmm. I want to reference this New York Times article that. Um, I love, we'll put the link in the description, Um, but they say, following several years in which K-pop's biggest and most ambitious performers have been making inroads into the United States, BTS has become the most successful K-pop act in this country. And they go on to mention the success of Tear and Answer on American Charts, mentioning that Tear was the first k-pop album to debut at number one on the billboard hot 200 while answer was the second to be number one so back to back like crazy and later on in the article they say for all the expert choreography and planning that went into this performance what made it particularly accessible was the members air of casualness remaining calm on the surface while working furiously underneath. They understood the importance of small gestures at several places, both on stage and in filmed interludes. A couple of members would briefly hold hands or embrace, showing a playful, grounded warmth. Wow. I love that, how they put that. Especially saying remaining calm on the surface while working furiously underneath that is exactly what they do what they do oh my god they're so fucking amazing like i know (sighs) i know i feel that since we weren't around for the wings tour when Mm -hmm. we watch burn the stage it's a little bit harder for us to understand kind of just how calm and collected they were on the stage um, because we didn't see all the clips, you know. I mean, I've seen clips of it now, but mm-hmm. we're living through these concerts, you know, as fans now Today. that we're actually seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, what if something happened at Fort Worth at our concert that we didn't know about, but they looked perfectly normal and fine to us when they went out and performed? So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. I mean, I Crazy. love that this New York Times that they ended up saying that they remain calm on the surface while working furiously underneath. I damn. I mean it's the it's the truth. It is. And I love this quote because it just really cuts right through it in that it really represents that BTS is so genuine. Like in mm-hmm. in so many words in this paragraph they're just basically saying that they're genuine and humble attitude just like comes through which Mm -hmm. I mean that's what I felt at the concert you know like yeah I know that they have these they have these certain little things that they do kind of at almost every concert like Taejin being super intimate with each other and Mm -hmm. just trying to entice each other it's really funny but at the same time it's like okay yeah maybe they have pre-planned this which duh they totally have but at the same time, in the moment, I truthfully feel that they are having fun. When they're yeah. performing, I don't think they're putting on an act. I truthfully believe that they are having a blast when they're out on the stage. And that, I I don't know, their connection with ARMY seems genuine and real. Mm-hmm. I know that maybe, like, I'm just brainwashed and so obsessed and in love with BTS <laughs> that maybe I just think this and it's not true. But I really do, I really do believe it. I do, and too. And I think, I mean, you... you 
read it in this article and these people who aren't even super Army. hard BTS stands. Yeah. Yeah. They see it. <laughs> like these people they see, see it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these incredible moments at the concert at City Field. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, a lot of these moments correlate to a lot of other moments that happened at other concerts in North America. So I think it's great that we are going to mention them here. Mm-hmm. But definitely some of these have been at other concerts, such as J-Hope going fucking insane during Bebse or <laughs> Jungkook uh, doing the shoot dance during So What. I mean, that was just kind of a repeated act a throughout. Theme. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So first we have to talk about Bebse. Like, okay. Go big or go home. Oh <laughs> my God, go fucking big <laughs> or go home. This performance, so I watched it last night. I sent it to you. I don't know what the fuck you were doing, first of all, because it wasn't even Because I like, didn't respond. Yes, because it was like seven o'clock. Okay, and you didn't text me back all night, and I had sent you like four <laughs> videos and like freaking out fangirl texts, like... And I'm like, okay, she'll get to it tomorrow. When I was texting you, it wasn't like, you shouldn't have been asleep. Like, you should have been awake. I don't know what you were doing, but it was it was fine. I was hanging out with my friend Holly, and we were dying together. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was watching, binge-watching the show Maniac on Netflix. And okay. I had... I had Anthony over and I just was just focused on that. And Corey, Anthony and I were all watching it. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> but you watched but it I today. But I watched him today. I watched him today. That's why we're talking about, because this, first of all, this fucking fan cam, it's from the Ultimate Dodo. She's a, uh, um, oh, a that's fan it, site. Yeah. But this fan cam is fucking, it might as well just be like a J-Hope focus. But um, Really? They were really, they were all giving their all during this performance, this specific performance of Bapsai. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this whole concert, every single performance that I saw, it was just like taken to another fucking level. I know. They went hard for this concert because not only was it their last concert, but it was at fucking City Field. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just extreme. This This concert was very intense and they knew that they had to put their all into it because it's a it's their first stadium performance in america which is a big deal but also it's like they're going out with a big bang basically because mm-hmm. it's their last concert and it's yeah. at city field um, so yeah but say yeah. this fan camp is intense dude <laughs> So we get, like, a lot of all of the members in this fan cam, but I just need to talk about J-Hope because, mm-hmm. holy shit. Okay. Well, so, J-Hope, <laughs> this, whole, this whole tour has been killing this whole this tour, dance. Especially mm-hmm. this, during this dance. I mean, we've mm-hmm. everybody has seen the clips on Twitter where it's, like, he does that thrust and you can see, like, his dick where, you know, everybody's, like, no, Flopping there's around. no... Right, right, right. But this... This time is not like the other times. Like, when it's <laughs> no. his turn to do this, when it's his time to come up and be like, they call me, like, at the la- like his last time when he does this, he, mm. like, hits that kick so far. 
And during the part where it goes, whoa, he like headbangs hella hard. <laughs> and then he also like drops down and like does the splits kind of like mm. almost like a hurdle stretch style. But he's doing the splits. And it is like a. Yeah. Yeah. But then he just he fucking pops back up and he's right at the front, like the front corner of the fucking stage and he does the most intense hip thrust like Mm -hmm. of all time of all of j-hope's existence and (sighs) it the first time that i saw it me and my friend we literally screamed and like we felt (laughs) we both we were leaning forward okay both sitting on my couch leaning forward and we like fell backwards like like (laughs) we were gonna faint like full organs shut down it was intense it's overwhelming it's It's over fucking whelming (laughs) it's too much and he knows it It's not like we're you guys need to watch this specific fan cam and it's like towards the end of it. We're we're linking it. You have to watch. But like fair warning, you you might die. Yeah. When you texted me and you sent it to me, you were like, okay, if well, you sent me like three other videos, but you're like, <laughs> if you watch any of these, you need to watch the Bepsi one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's true. J-Hope, whenever I see him do this performance, I'm like. Damn, he has so much stamina. I mean, yeah. really. Like, when he just... He, during Bepse, and really during the whole concert, he is so energetic. And he doesn't falter throughout the entire performance. I mean, he just is so physically fit and energetic mm-hmm. and just so much stamina. For sure. That's what, like, yeah. constantly surprises me, like, of him in concert. Like... He does not stop. There is no off. He just Mm-mm. keeps going. Like, it's like the crowd gives him so much energy. And, yeah. like, that's what BTS says over and over again. Um, yeah, really. But, yeah. But, yeah. But also, I just have to point out, Young also during oh, Bepsay for the City Field performance, he did oh, something that I was bad. not prepared for. No. This boy owns my ass, man. Okay, he... <laughs> he... Decided that during Bepse, and he, like, does those those hip thrusts like everyone else does. But he kind of, in this one, he just barely does it. Just enough to make us get all wild up from it. It's like one really hard jolt, like, pelvic thrust. And so you see it, and it's there, and mm-hmm. it's intense. But not only does he do that, he just decides to point at his dick as if we don't see it already (laughs) like you don't need to point at it we we can see it and we know it's there like we get it you have a big ass dick yeah and it makes us all suffer it's like the best part of this is that he's like clearly pointing at it like Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god God, what do you, boy, what are you doing? I know. And he smirks when he yeah, does he it. Does. Like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> God damn it. It's like he saved this. He saved to do the pointing at his dick <laughs> motion for this particular concert. Because I don't think he did it for any of the others. I could be wrong. But I saw it for this. And like I said, he owns my ass. I mean, really, I would, <laughs> I would do anything for him. <laughs> Oh, by the way, um, anybody who is good at editing, um, if you could make an edit of that J-Hope 
part during Babsai and slow it down when he is doing anything sexy, that would be incredible. Because I don't know how to do that, but I'm sure somebody Doesn't out there... Doesn't Grace edit videos? I think Grace does. Oh, I don't know. She's a J-Hope stand too. We should ask because, oh, I need that video so bad. Uh, the where it, like <laughs> especially where it turns like black and white you know what i'm talking about and like mm-hmm. zoom in and turn like black and white. we'll die oh everybody. yeah where it's color but then it turns black and white all of a sudden yeah. to make it, you know more dramatic uh-huh. <laughs> god this podcast is so raunchy it really is raunchy this is this is why no one in my professional life can ever know this about me <laughs> <laughs> all right so something else that happened during the concert, which was really actually very sad, was oh. Taeyong fell during what yeah. well, he kind of like slipped during On Palm Man. And it's really hard to watch. It really is. Because Ooh, it really poor is. baby. He falls backwards on his butt. And it's so sweet though because June comes over and he helps him. He helps him get up and he he really tries to make sure he's okay. And of course Taeyong is just laughing and just Kind of, you know, he's just laughing it off and he says, I'm fine, I'm okay. But I mean, we never really know. Like, maybe he's just saying that because he has to. Like, you know, the concert's still gonna keep going on, so he has to get over it. But maybe I'm just hoping and praying that he really did not get hurt for that. Yeah, that was really hard to watch. Like, I actually didn't know that this happened. And so when you said that and you sent the video, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, like that, it looked like it hurt so bad. And I just fell down pretty hard. He Mm -hmm. slipped. I mean, he, his feet went right out from under him and he fell straight onto his back. Like, Mm -hmm. like at least would knock the wind out, wind out of you. It it happened so fast. So like it, at least he has to at least be feeling it the next day, either just a soreness or maybe a bruise or two. But it could be even worse than that, which is so sad. I don't want to think about that. Mm. Mm. We just want them all to be healthy and happy. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, something else that happened, and this is like during the encore time, um, is that Jin was wearing army bombs on his shoulders, like one yeah. on each shoulder, like <laughs> stuck into his shirt. It was amazing. Yeah, his worldwide shoulders. <laughs> I like to call them that. <laughs> Worldwide shoulders. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I thought that was so funny. He, like, I don't know. He used, like, electric tape to, like, tape them on. <laughs> yeah. It was too funny. Whatever works. hmm So another thing that I saw that happened that I actually did not know about until doing this research was that fireworks, so fireworks are always kind of, like, done at um, baseball stadiums. When there's a home run or something like that. So I guess it would only make sense. I mean, duh. Like, they could actually do fireworks because it's outside and stuff. And so they ended up, during So What, they, shoot, they like, shot off fireworks, which is, I mean, just That's so fucking incredible. cool. Yeah. Oh, that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine seeing that in yeah. person. And just being, like seeing fireworks go up over bts and like this whole performance like about to come to an end their whole north american tour like this is how it the 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 beginning of the close starts with fucking fireworks i know Uh, i bet it was just astonishing to see that like being an army sitting in the stands of this stadium and then during so what like i bet no one was expecting that 
just back behind the stage, they see all these fireworks shoot off right when it goes, so what? Dun, 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 dun. Amazing. I mean, how, how epic. It's incredible. Yeah. I wonder if that was like their surprise that they were hinting at. Ah, that could have been it. They, they, from what I saw on Twitter, people said that um, armies who were waiting in line, the crew came up to them and they said, there's something big that's going to happen, um, like a surprise during this performance. And so maybe it was the fireworks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing that we want to talk about is their ending speech meant they're like the last thing that they all say before they perform love myself or answer love myself Mm -hmm. and um this is like i mean this video is like a 15 minute video where we get to listen to all of them so we just kind Mm -hmm. of broke down a little summary of what they said um but each of them really i feel like really spoke from the heart for this Oh, definitely. Definitely. They meant it when they said it. So Jimin was covering his mouth with his fist. um, And he was just like, I feel like he was, you know, already feeling like he was going to cry. And like he was trying Mm -hmm. to not do it yet. He's like, I have to talk. Um, Yeah. But he was just staring out in disbelief at the stadium, just full of armies. Like, like 45,000 people. I know. know. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And he says, the fact that we got to perform here, it just feels like a dream. Yeah. Today is a day that I'll never forget. <sighs> I know. So then Jin went on to to do his speech, and he asked if Army had had a fun night and that he's been happy every day because of ARMY. And, quote, he said, All great things must come to an end, but I have a feeling we will see you soon. I love you, ARMY. So, Yoongi was up next, and he says that the last show feels really bittersweet, and he's like, but he says, like, thanks to you, like, we'll be able to see you again. And he hints at what is coming next year. And he says that he'll leave it up to our imagination. And I feel like we should all be saying it's the fucking Grammys. Like, it's the Grammys. The, Gram- the Grammys, I believe, are around January. Yeah. Is what I, is what I think. So that's next year. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's Yoongi it so fucking bad. saying it. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, oh, he yeah. knows that he's hinted at it. He, like, he would be the one to hint at it again, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I love what he says at the end. He says, for us, we dreamed a dream and you guys imagined it. Now we're here. Us. Let's see each other next year. Sadaneo. And I love this one because um, it, I was just talking about how, like, 2013, 2014, like, BTS, like, did not think they were going to make it. And Mm-mm. I saw a tweet from somebody recently who was like, I remember crying as like a you know like 2014 army thinking that bts was going to be disbanded because they weren't like like popular enough and i feel like army fucking made this happen like just thinking about it in that way like armies back then loved bts so much and knew that they were so special and could not imagine like 
did not want them to break up. So, like, they mm-hmm. were like, let's just give them all this love, all this support, like, whatever we can do. And now, like, now we're here. Yeah. BTS dreamed a dream, but we imagined it, too. And, like, ARMY <sighs> made it happen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> really? It's really difficult for me to comprehend that back in 2014, they really thought that they weren't going to make it, even 2015-ish. They really thought that and believed that, and they were all working incredibly hard to try to stay together and make good music and perform as as best to their ability as they can. Mm -hmm. And now here they are at City Field, and I really do believe that it is ARMY who... I mean, they have incredible talent. I feel like that obviously is like goes without the biggest contributor. Being said. Yeah. Yes. Like they're not undeserving by any means. Yeah. It's the yeah. people who saw it in them. The people who believed in them were army. And mm-hmm. so that's why I feel they are so truthfully and genuinely grateful and give us a lot of the credit for their success, if not all of it which is unbelievable because they oh. they work so hard, you know? They, they're they the ones who make this music. They're the ones who work hours upon hours in this dance studio perfecting choreography. I mean, really. Ah, I'm going to cry. Me too. <laughs> I just saw a tweet today that Sob was from, fest. like, the City Field Day, and it said it was two pictures side by side and it said five years ago bts was exhausted after practicing all day at the end of the summer today they're performing at city field and it was a picture of them in the old dance practice studio and half of the lights are off and it's like the wood floor and bts is just kind of like spread throughout the room laying on the ground sleeping like so tired from practicing and rehearsing and now like five years later performing at city field mm-hmm. like it's marvelous it's really just amazing that they've come this far mm-hmm. so Young, what he ended up saying he said our fans have become a major part of what we do and he said you are the brightest stars in my universe oh baby <sighs> And when he said all this, too, he was so cute. Like, he had his hand on his hip, and he was looking out at us like, yeah, you're my brightest star. Mm. (laughs) Also, at the beginning of, like, this speeches segment, he had picked up one of those long silver streamers that was, like, hooked onto a speaker on the stage. (laughs) He was, like, wrapping it around his neck. and like This is so typical of him. It was so funny. It was, was, like, too long, so he couldn't just, like, wrap it around one time. Because they're outside. They're outside. There's, like, wind, so he's, like, struggling to get this to, like, wrap around his neck like a scarf. (laughs) He eventually took it off, and I hope that some lucky army, like, got it. But Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. But, yeah, that was hilarious. Um... So Jungkook was next and he acknowledges the history being made, like the fact that they're at City Field as a K-pop group. And he Mm -hmm. says that this was the best day ever. Um, He talked about all of like the power and the energy of the tour and he promised that they will come back. And he said, because of you guys, we are happy. We wish that you will be happy too. 
such a sweetie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that he acknowledged that history was being made. I do. Yeah. Like, it doesn't come off cocky or, you know, insincere. Like, he's he's meaning it because, like, he's he wanting to acknowledge it, it for us, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's not for them. Yeah. It's for it's for us, yeah. Mm. Um, and he said his part completely in English, which I think is an important point to make because he worked really hard to figure out what he wanted to say yeah. and how he wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Taeyang also said his in complete English, if you yeah. want to mention it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so does Hosok. So Hosok talks next, and he says, everyone... Which I think is, um, I mean, how he says that, how he says everyone is just everyone. perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so amazing. But what's so funny is after he says everyone, Jungkook puts the mic up to his mouth and he says every two. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a little shit. <laughs> he thinks this is just so funny that he said this. Like him and Jen just start cracking up. Um, <laughs> but Hosak goes on to say, Nothing can explain this feeling, Mm. like this feeling of being at City Field. And he says, even though I barely speak English, I wanted to get close to you guys. So I learned all my comments in English. I hope my true feelings are shown. Oh, yeah. And it just during this part, too, that is just so empowering is that while he's like giving this his little like speech, the the people in the stadium, like army, are chanting J-Hope, J-Hope, J-Hope. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it's just powerful. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was like overpowering him at one point. It's mm-hmm. it was just like the energy, the power that J Hope like possesses and draws mm-hmm. out of people is crazy. Honestly, all of them have glowed up, but Hosok, damn. He damn. has he is glowing up. He shines so bright. It's impossible not to notice him at the concert. Yeah. I mean, all of them, really, but he just is so... He has such a stage presence. So, for Namjoon, we are actually going to play you guys a little clip of what he says. Um, mm-hmm. So, just like the second part of his speech is the clip, so I kind of want to say what he says leading up to it. Um, Mm -hmm. he says, he mentions that they're the first Korean musician ever in a U.S. stadium. And he says, you guys made it. You guys made it. As if like ARMY is the reason. Yeah. Yeah. And he also talks about how the music that started there in New York City, AKA like rap and hip hop and things like that, gave him a new life and gave him a dream Um, so that was, that was, he was explaining that it was cool to him that that's where they got to perform their last concert here for this tour. Um, so now let's hear this clip from the speech and, uh, fair or fair warning. There is some screaming, but I found a clip that has like the most clear speech of his with the least amount of like crazy screaming. But it is a concert, and people, I mean, like, you'd be growing crazy, too, if you were there. So let's listen. <laughs> I'm this Love Yourself tour. I'm finding how to love myself. You know, I, I didn't know anything about loving myself. Like, you guys, you guys taught me. 
through your eyes, through your love, through your twist, through your letters, through your everything. You guys taught me and inspired me how to love myself. And nothing that I said is my whole life goal until my death. And you know, what is loving myself? What is loving yourself? I don't know. Who can define their own method and the way of loving myself? It's our mission. It's our mission to define, to define our way to love ourselves. So it's never intended, but it feels like I'm using you guys to love myself. So I want to say one thing. I mean, Please use BTS to love yourself. Oh, uh, the way when he says that, the way that he he says please, and then he pats his chest with his hand, like mm-hmm. he's trying to tell us with his body language before he can get mm-hmm. it out. Like, please use me. Please yeah. use BTS. Like, oh my god! And it kind of gets drowned out a little bit, but he says. Because you guys taught me how to love myself every day. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. I also, I just love that he also addresses this, what is it to love myself? What What is the method? How do we do this? How do we know what, how to do this? There is no equation there is no algorithm for it there it's unique to each and every person Mm -hmm. so it's a journey it's a it's truthfully a journey just like the love yourself series has been and he he says that he said what is loving myself what is loving yourself i don't know i love how he says define it yeah we ourselves define it but while you're trying to find or figure out how to love yourself or even as i am trying to figure out how to love myself i use you on days I don't love myself, and you can oh, use us, BTS, on days when you don't love yourself. So love yourself either Amazing. way. Like, incredible. And I just, like, I love that he says, like, who can define our method of loving ourselves? Like, we mm-hmm. get to define, we get to decide and find the way that we want to love ourselves, which is yes. just, like, so empowering because there's so many different kinds of people out there. And there's so mm-hmm. many people who are different than me and different than you and like you know Mm -hmm. what one person has to do to feel love for themselves can be completely different than what somebody else has to do so I love the Mm -hmm. notion of like no one can define that for us like we have to figure it out but like no one can tell us that the way that we're loving ourselves is wrong I know yeah but Namjoon ends his speech with saying thank you so much we love you guys and then he does this Korean heart and smiles so big and the camera like zooms in on his face so it's like just face with Korean heart in the foreground and it's so he's just like so cute and just like beaming and you could tell that that whole speech was just so genuine and just like I mean you guys heard it it probably you probably cried I cried like yeah damn it he (laughs) is just such an influential person. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when Big Hit chose him as the leader of the group, it's just incredible that it, that he, to this day, as they've grown and developed as people, that he is he has continued to be this very powerful, 
and compelling man, you know? Mm -hmm. And when he speaks, he is heard. It's it's just... Yeah. But he also says things. He says what he means. It matters what he says. You know, like, so many people say things and they have a platform and, like, they do or they don't Mm -hmm. do things about it or whatever or they are actually living that truth or they're not or whatever. But, like, Mm -hmm. with Namjoon, you can tell, like... He takes this role so seriously. Like, you know, oh, yeah. just even just even the role of the leader of BTS so seriously. But you know he's one of those people that understand the world in this way, as if, like, you have this platform, you he, he is blessed, he's lucky, and he knows that, like, it's his responsibility to help people with it, you know? And, like, I really think that that's what all of BTS is doing, and that's, like, their goal as a whole. But I think that a lot of, like, those main themes come from, like, at least speech-wise and, like, what they talk Mm -hmm. about, like, through Namjoon as, like, the the mouth of the group, if, if you would say that. Yeah, he's just so intelligent and very logical, but at the same time, he has so much emotion to him, too. Mm-hmm. And he has this kind of philosophical way of thinking. So, yeah, when he talks, yeah. it's just you listen. It's You just listen to him. He has this aura, this, this powerful presence. And, oh, I just love him. The other thing is, like, he doesn't shy away from his emotion either, which I feel I know, like yeah, is very yeah. uncommon for like especially men like in our culture to see men do that um or just like as an idol to be able to be that way but he is so forward with like his true thoughts and feelings which is so rare i think that's what makes him special yeah the emotion that he has because he has this like emotion and this empathy and so it makes him this truthfully sincere genuine person let me just rave about Namjoon. <laughs> we could. We could talk. I mean, really, like, the reason why we, sh- we showed you guys the clip of his actual speech is because we do find it so moving and mm-hmm. important, which is why we're spending so much time talking about it. Like, how could you not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's basically, he's basically the last one to say goodbye and, like, to wrap up the last words that they're going to say to ARMY on the North American tour. So Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important. And right yeah. after his speech, they go in to Love Myself Answer. Mm-hmm. Which, ugh. Yes. So this is their final goodbye. Oh, This is it's their so final hard. goodbye. Well, I guess not final because they're totally going to come back. They've hinted at that a lot. But they are saying goodbye to North America for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that, like, everybody was talking about, like, from this performance is that... Jimin was crying like he was he had his arm up over his eyes and he was like trying to hide it Mm -hmm. but like they zoomed in they got a face shot up close where you could see like all under his eyes and all down his cheeks was just like happy tears happy tears oh he was just like crying so much Uh uh-huh it was like but yeah you could tell it was happy tears and it was just like very happy tears. Ha- I mean, we can't really 
we were at the concert as fans, but we weren't at the concert as like a performer, right? Like we can't really mm-hmm. fathom like how they're feeling. Like we don't know. We can guess, but just guessing at like the overwhelming feelings just coming from like the end of this concert and the end of this mm-hmm. North American tour and like performing at this like monumental venue and like this occasion and how special mm-hmm. it was like yeah how could how could you not cry mm-hmm. this is an an entirely new level of success for them and i mean the only way that i can kind of try to comprehend what they're feeling is in our own small little world i mean when i got accepted to ot school i cried yeah. when i when i Anytime I make some sort of small little success in my life, like getting married or whatever, some sort of life event happening, yeah, you cry because it's it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I cannot imagine this monumental, successful concert that they just had and to see 40,000 faces staring back at you, admiring you and appreciating you for all of the hard work that you do and the music you you sing and dance to. I mean, I can't imagine. That's I can't. their these are Yeah, this is their career. This is their life and they dedicate all of their time and energy into this and this is their biggest wildest dreams are coming true right in front of them. And so yeah, I don't blame Jimin for sobbing and you know, it's I'm so emotional for this episode. I don't Me even too. know where it's coming we from. We thought we were going to be so fangirly, but we've been getting so emotional. It's really hard not to because, like, this was such a big deal. I saw this tweet that was saying that back in 2015, Jimin cried because they won first place on a music show for the first time. And that's mm-hmm. three years ago. And, like, I mean, this this spring, we talked about, for their, like, tier comeback, how many shows they were on and how many first place, like, titles they won. And, like, so many that we didn't even count them all in our, like, mm-hmm. comeback recap episode. And we were sure that we left some out. And in 2015, he was crying over that they did it yeah. for the first time. And now they're at City Fucking Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kayla, I have an interesting question for you. Yeah. If I did not tell you about BTS and I had not found out about BTS, do you think that we would know about BTS now? Because they have become this global phenomenon. And they always, they, I mean, they have been for a while. But I mean, recently, since we started listening and enjoying their music back in, I guess, June of last year, from then until now, their fame has grown Exponentially. exponentially yeah wow we just said exponentially at the same time it's crazy <laughs> um do you think that you would know them now i mean honestly that's a hard question to answer because you don't really know yeah but they're I played really on american hope so. radio if mm-hmm. that could be an answer i really if i i don't listen to like any radio now but that's because all i do is i listen to other podcasts and bts i don't have Mm -hmm. a reason to listen to other radio so maybe i would be listening to other radio or something like that but like i can't imagine that i wouldn't have right like i watch i mean i watch I, i would have seen like clips from ellen on youtube or like jimmy fallon or james corden or like billboard coverage or ama's coverage like i would have had to right or like 
stan twitter interacts with like different parts of twitter all the time yeah. now and i was or like a big twitter person name. Yeah. yeah like it's not so much that you went and actively lis- listened to their music or you heard it on the radio but you had heard the name bts thrown out at some point or you've seen some article pop up on your facebook feed or something so i just i don't know i was thinking about that the other day because i since we started listening to them back last year back in june I've just thought a lot about how, wow, they have really grown a lot since then. Mm-hmm. But I've been listening to them and watching them all this time that I think it's harder for me to understand just how much more successful and more well-known they are now versus back then in just a year alone. Yeah. I was actually thinking earlier, like, what if we had been been fans like during the really hard times, like in 2014, when we were in college, like... Man, imagine how, how surreal this is for those armies who I have been know. here since 2013, 2014. Since HYYH. <laughs> I know. We could have lived through it. God damn it. Like, I fucking needed BTS in college, you know? Oh, like, really? With all the shit that we went through. Kayla, imagine if we could have bonded over them Bitch. in college. Bitch. We would have never been friends with anyone else. We would have <laughs> No. We would have been about three years into this together. podcast already. Yeah. We, we probably would have seen them in Chicago already. No, but like this is it's crazy. It's so hard to fathom. Um I don't even know what we're talking about at this point, but Yeah, um, sorry, we're just like Sobfest. I really Sobfest. we should just name this episode Sobfest. Sobfest. <laughs> we talked about it for sure. Another like amazing moment that happened was during this song the love myself answer j-hope actually went off the stage stepped down some side stairs and he was still Mm -hmm. like the barricade was still between him and army but he stepped down so he was like at that level and i cannot find the tweet I have talked about about like 16 tweets on this fucking podcast this week. And <laughs> I can't you find this You need to start citing okay. them or saving them. Like send them to your DM on your personal Twitter. I, I looked through the DMs that I sent to you on our account because I thought that I had sent this to you. But I, I, it's not on there. And I saw the girl's tweet, the girl who this actually happened to. But this girl was crying at the end. I mean, how many of us were crying at the end? Fucking everyone. Uh But J-Hope saw her crying and he went off the stage. He had probably planned to do this. But the bag that he wore at every fucking concert that had like stickers on it, the red like crossbody bag that he wore at the end of every concert for this tour, he took it off and he gave it to her. And like, I mean, and he is at like her eye level and he fucking handed it to her. And on the back, it was like signed and it had like a message on it. Like how fucking incredible. That is amazing. I cannot believe he got off this stage and like went down to where the barricade was. I mean, I cannot imagine being armies who were right there and seeing him just get off the stage and hand an army his bag. I know. And J-Hope is known for his bags. (laughs) He is. And like, so that was such a huge deal. And like, by this point in the in the in the song, they're all kind of making their way off stage. The song is wrapping up. They bring the backup dancers out and thank them. And like with that, 
their uh, City Field concert and their North American tour is over. Yeah. Crazy. And now they're off to Europe. Yep. Which is going to be, I'm excited to see all of those concerts too, because they have not gone to Europe yet. Uh, So this will be the first time. There's a lot of people that like we follow on Instagram and Twitter who like have in their, in their name or their bio right now, like I get to see BTS in this place or this place and it's all places in Europe. So I'm Uh really excited for them because that means that their tour dates are coming up and they get to Mm -hmm. like finally go see them. It's such a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Man, this episode was fangirl. It was feels. It was... It was another fangirling and feels episode. (laughs) Sob fest. Um, Anyways, (laughs) we um, really enjoyed doing this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. Our 40th episode. Such a huge deal to us. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, if you've liked any of our past 39 episodes, there's a few things that you could do. 39. There's a few things you could do. You could give us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And uh, you could also, if you want to support us, you could support us on Patreon or PayPal. We always want to hear from you guys. We always want to connect with you, have a conversation with you, um, hear about your story. So you can do that in a few different ways. You can email us. You can like our Facebook page and talk with us on Facebook. You can DM us on Twitter, on Instagram, and links for all of our social media, as well as our Patreon and PayPal can be found in the description. In the description, thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.